Recently, I had the pleasure of talking to a couple of former residents of my childhood home on 10th Street in Aberdeen, Washington. We'd been kind of following each other on Facebook, saying, yeah, let's get on the phone together and reminisce about something we don't really have anything to reminisce about, just the house of our past. They lived there as kids in the late 50s and moved out when their father died in 1960. And that's kind of all I ever knew about it. All the neighborhood kids had a different spin on it, but I knew their dad died And they had to move somehow. Anyway, for years, I wondered what happened to those kids, roughly my age, that lived there before us. It turns out they used some of the same rooms for the stuff we were using it for. Just by default, I guess. They used the same rec room for shows and rehearsals as we did years later. For some reason, that was just a room that called out for audiences and performers. These people that used to live in the house knew the neighborhood well and some of the teachers and businesses that had since passed. I think it's always comforting, though, to know that the house you once lived in, had spent special occasions in, slept and grew in, is still there and being cared for properly. And this one is. Houses do have soul. But the music in that house, and I noticed this right when we moved in, uh, had music. Just there for the taking. There was a jukebox full of 78 RPM records left behind that had everything from Rosemary Clooney to Rock Around the Clock, Bill Haley and the Comets. There was that, but there was an inherent sense of, hey, my uncle has a barn, let's put on a show to it. And that's what they did, and so did we. Later, as we got older, it was rock bands going into the 70s. What started as little kid marionette shows and really crappy cover bands morphed into a band that I played in that opened for Heart, the Ramones, and would carry on a tradition in Aberdeen. A tradition of good music that really doesn't have a start and a finish. But I have to say, when I got off the phone with these former kids of my house, for the rest of the day, I felt like I'd just seen a great movie. An unforeseen feel-good flick. And this show will feature a few of my friends, Dean Backholm and the Murchie Brothers, that played in this particular basement rec room for some of the formative years when we cranked our amps up to 11 and shook the glasses off the bar shelves. Literally. And our next guest can relate to this band startup thing. Chris James is the current main vocalist. Yes, the lead vocalist of the Burrito Brothers. May they be Flying Burrito Brothers or Notorious Burrito Brothers. The band that laid the eggs for the birds and the eagles. Chris James. Oh, I was going to say when I was telling you, I'm sorry to interrupt you about that. Sure, uh, sure. That's why I have um, you. About when I gave that that paraphrase of Graham's quote. Also, the... um, might almost call it justification. The original Burrito the very first ones with Graham Parsons and Chris Hellman, took the name from Ian Dunlop and Barry Tashin, who played local L.A. gigs, just pick-up band kind of things, and for just a lark for, you know, silliest name they could think of, called it the Flying Burrito Brothers. And 
Parsons used to sit in with them. And it's kind of odd that um, they they then chose to steal that name, to take that name when they when Hillman and Parsons left the birds and uh, started their new group. They called it the Flying Burrito Brothers, which is... <laughs> I, I liken it to the... The, those days, you know, chocolate watch band, Jefferson Airplane, Iron Butterfly. It's just a weird sort of wordy name, you know, for that era. What did Was it Graham Parsons that came up with International Submarine Band? Actually, that also, uh, both names, Flying Bear Bones and International Submarine Band, are attributed to Ian Dunlop. Oh, okay. His friend from <laughs> England. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think of the uh, meetings where the bands are trying to come up with a name and they come up with, you know, Captain Piscums or Quivering Thigh, Vomit Watch. Oh, there's another uh, a real connection to why we named our album, this new album, The Notorious Burrito Brothers, because there's a classic Birds album called The Notorious Bird Brothers, uh, the fifth Birds album. It's the one yeah, right yeah. before Graham joined, uh, Sweet, Sweetheart of the Rodeo, is the sixth Bird album. Uh-huh. And uh, Graham was at a couple of the sessions. They they were already acquainted, and uh, uh, he had played with this bar band, Flying Burrito Brothers. This is a year before the album by that name came out, and uh, so they were joking around and talking about funny names for the album. And you kind of you know tell the. The similarity, Notorious Bird Brothers, Flying Burrito Brothers, you know, they, what happened was they were tossing around that flying BBs for, for the album name, and it just kind of morphed into <laughs> the uh, uh, Notorious Bird Brothers. And since that is so connected to the genesis of everything we feel we're carrying on, we thought it'd be neat to actually have an album called The Notorious Burrito Brothers, but it has a double meaning because, as we've already cited, there's some of these sort of naysayers or something that you're not the real burrito brother, and it's like, well, yeah, we are. We own the trademark rights, and we got there organically, naturally, one person at a time, the same way every change in the group ever happened. So yeah. get over it, and you know, you don't have to listen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, so that makes us quote notorious unquote. You know, so I think there's a lot of kind of clever thought to the album title. Yeah, and you guys are having fun with it. That's very important. Everybody understands fun. Thank you so much, Chris James from the Burrito Brothers, the coolest guy I know. It's hard to discern based on the bio that I have who does what, who sings on what and everything. And and there's, uh, you know, questions I would ask that maybe nobody else. There's kind of a sitar sound on on, uh, Love is... Is a river? Yeah, that's what, definitely what that, uh, that that funny, uh, the uh, electric sitar. They came out with those in the, I don't know, mid to late 60s. Yeah. Didn't the box tops have a song with that? And, uh, Cry oh, Like a Baby. The, oh, even that Steely Dan tune, uh, Back Jack, Do It Again. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It's fun. So that's what it is. Yeah, it's an electric guitar uh, sitar. Oh, I want one. This sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah.
hangs on for miles till it kisses the sea as to become one together they are free
blind river there for me blind river song love is a river from the flying burrito brothers notorious burrito brothers album and my life brothers my personal life brothers that were a huge part of the aberdeen 10th street rec room ed sullivan show here's on the harbor by the murchie brothers
another bro of mine. Here's a song called Montreal by Dean Back Home.
My new friends that used to occupy my childhood home, Maury and Judy, are awesome, and I'm so glad we got to talk for an hour or so. It sounds like an episode to me. We'll see what happens. It already sounds like, hey, my uncle has a bar. Let's put out a show. I know now for sure that they did move to California. much for the listen let's make 2022 a year of less blame and shame and more better each day
listening to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better.